My name is Andy Field. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Why, hello. My name is Zach Moss, and I'm a political columnist for the Daily Emerald. Hi, I'm Emily Garcia. I am a senior designer at the Emerald. And today we're going to be talking about advertising, more specifically the social responsibilities and the code of ethics and so on and so forth, and we'll see how we end this. First and foremost, I guess the important question to start out with was, why should we care about advertising? That is a great question. Um, I'm actually a senior here at the University of Oregon, and I'm studying advertising. My focus is the art direction side. And one of the first things um, Deborah Morrison tells us as soon as we start classes is, why should you care about advertising? Well, the truth of the matter is, advertising is one of the most consumed products we as Americans purchase. Um, it's not your stereotypical purchase. It's you know an, a mental or emotional or a time-consuming good. However, you should care about it because it is one of the largest consumed media in the world, really. So you have to really care about it. True. I'll give you that. I mean, I would say advertising is, in fact, in the forefront of shaping the hearts and minds of a lot of individuals. With that said, there's a lot of potential for advertisers to you know, really mess up people's lives and at the same time make a positive difference. So, you know, with that said, I guess the first question is, is there any code of ethics? Because you see a lot of, you know, companies like Carl's Jr. who are objectifying women. So what is the code of ethics for advertising? Well, you have to look at advertising in a different light. So when you say code of ethics, you're meaning like a rule book, essentially. Yeah. Okay, so there is something similar to that. We're bound by laws that are established um, in the past, especially with communication laws. Those are what bind us. So those are legal obligations. However, there aren't any specific ye old advertising ethics book. So it's really you have to know the law. And then you have to follow your own personal judgment because at the end of the day, you have to stare yourself down in the mirror when you're brushing your teeth. Um, But touching on Carl's Jr. Yes. Carl's Jr. is actually having their advertising done by 72 and Sunny. And as you will notice, in the last five years since they have gotten um, the account, 72 and Sunny has tried to move away from that sexual objectification of women. Okay. And it's now focusing more on the product, which is really good. But it's because the people at 72 and Sunny saw the damage that was happening because of the sexual objectification of women. In fact, in a study just recently in 2016, um, the American Health Association actually discovered that girls as young as eight years old are displaying signs of body dysmorphia, where they view their body being larger than it actually is, um, having eating disorders, things like that. And we, as young professionals in the advertising industry, are becoming aware of this. And so we want to put out a different product. Okay. So morally, it's our job to push our personal agendas such as this. Okay. Interesting. So what you're saying is that there's there's both a moral compass within yourself at the same time as with the company that you're representing. So, for example, there was Coca-Cola and, you know, in their company website, they supported LGBTQ rights and so on and so forth. And you have like Chick-fil-A that doesn't support those things. Yeah. So with that said, is there some sort of like social responsibility of some sort? 
we do have a social responsibility in some sense, but we don't take like a physician's oath in okay. a sense. We don't say do no harm. We're, it's kind of expected. Um, I'll be brutally honest, 90% of the content produced by advertising currently is garbage. Oh. And it does do a lot of harm, but where the SOGC is different in their advertising program is it's trying to create content that is good with a purpose. So to touch on your example with Coca-Cola, yeah. as an advertising person, we would focus on reaching out to the LGBTQ community with an ad campaign. So for me personally, as an art director, I would want to focus on, you know, showing how Coca-Cola is for everyone and displaying, you know, same-sex couples as well as heterosexual couples and really embodying that new thing to engage with their consumers. Because honestly, where advertising is different than PR is advertising is selling an idea, whereas PR is trying to maintain a relationship with a company and consumers. And honestly, advertising are the real game changers of our society. We are shaped by advertisements, whether we realize it or not. And so with your idea right there, yes, they do support LGBTQ. And so if they wanted to reach that audience, they more so can through their advertising. Okay, so it's like advertising can be used for companies' image and moral moral character outside of the company itself, right? Is that essentially what you're where you're getting off at? Kind here? of. It could sell the idea. Okay. So, actually, with showing and changing their moral compass would actually come from a PR person, or uh. you know, if you specialize in branding, you can approach the company, which is an advertising thing, um, is approach them and be like, hey, we need to, you know, reimagine our brand. We need to become more socially aware. And so utilizing Chick-fil-A, they are a wonderful company. Personally, I love them. They share similar beliefs as I do being a now, do you do you love the food or do you love the the moral aspect? I love the food. Okay. Um, I am a big fan of their waffle fries. They're my guilty pleasure. When I lived in Florida, I mine as well. Yeah, might as well indulge. Um, however, I do have to say, you know, they are against LGBTQ rights. That is established. However, where I think they've done a fairly decent job is they haven't been super transparent about their feelings with their advertising. Okay. And that's where you separate advertising and public relations. Ah. So basically where a lot of people get confused is public relations and advertising. They're basically Mm. the same thing when really they're not. It's again, advertising is selling ideas. And frankly, I believe Chick-fil-A has one of the best advertising campaigns out there because they're promoting chicken and they're using Mm -hmm. cows to encourage you to eat more chicken because (laughs) cows don't want to die. I mean, that's really punny (laughs) and it's awesome and I love it. But, you know, what you're talking about is more along the lines of PR. Okay. Again, advertising, you're selling an idea. Nice. Okay. And then also for the record, for everybody listening, my example using Chick-fil-A, that was a that was based off what they had previously said uh, about a, a year ago or so. So I'm not talking about whatever it is that Chick-fil-A had said recently regarding LGBTQ stuff. This is just an example solely to show some sort of 
moral character within the companies and the advertising agencies itself. So moving forward, so how would you balance both your moral values with the with the values of the company you're representing, like say the adult shop? Would would you represent the adult shop if hypothetically you, you didn't agree with the adult shop? Me personally? Yes, you personally. Um, as for, a student. For me personally, um, that's a two-part question. So to answer your first question of would I represent the adult shop, I would say no and politely excuse myself from that client because I personally don't believe it and I want to be real and authentic with my client and honestly, I can't do that if I'm not agreeing with what you're putting out. Okay. So I would politely decline the offer and then direct them towards another professor professional in the industry so they have that option so so you don't agree in again in this hypothetical situation so just to set some background you you wouldn't agree with them for their their lingerie for example like are, are there little things about it or is it just as a whole you you disagree with the adult shop as a whole i personally just don't feel comfortable Okay. discussing that and I feel like that wouldn't be something I would want to bring up on my portfolio um, I don't know call me reserved I'm just you know I get a little embarrassed about that I'm 22 and I still blush at the topic <laughs> a little bit so I have to say for my professional image um, that just doesn't match who I Fair am um, however what you say brings up a really good point as young professionals going out into the industry, our parents are telling us, oh, you need to get a job, get a job, get a job. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is you need to get the right job. Yes. And the right job means researching. So I'm sure the adult shop has a creative ad agency they work through. And what you can easily do is look up that agency and research the daylights out of them. Do your homework. This is your future. As Deborah Morrison says, it's going to be on the final. The final is your life. (laughs) You need to research. So if you are looking at a creative agency and you're like, hey, their work is awesome, and you look and you see some of their clients and you don't agree with them, you have the ability to walk away. You don't have to apply there. Because here's the issue. You may or may not be asked to work for that client. And there's only so many times you can say no before your agency doesn't really want to work with you anymore. So do your homework now and don't waste your time. Don't waste the agency's time. Apply where you want to go and where you fit in because this isn't just a job. This is your career right here. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fair. And I mean, with things like this where a lot of this has to do with your your moral character, essentially, your own personal values and the values of the company that you would be representing and how that mm-hmm. aligns. But if, say, you're, you're like a supervisor at an advertising company and say they want to work with a company that you, you really don't agree with, essentially, say you're trying to work for a company that's an oil agency and sells adult, adult shop toys and likes child labor. And everybody in the agency that you work for agrees with that, but you're the one that doesn't. How would you react to that? Personally, I've never been in that situation. And I don't Fair think enough. that is a question I can answer at this time. Okay, so it's it would be something that you'd have to think about at the time is what you're saying. Yeah, it would be something you have to be in the situation. You have to analyze everything and take everything into consideration because here's the ultimate deal at the end of the day. Um, 
as a creative in the industry, I'm given stats and strategy because advertising isn't just thrown out there most of the time. It's planned. Mm -hmm. Um, You have media planners. You have strategists. There's research. Everybody's like, oh, they're just trying to get the masses. No, in truth, these advertisements are trying to get specific people, a specific target and engage with them. Not like a niche. We don't like to call consumers niches. They're people. Yeah. So reach out to this group of people. Okay. So when you see an ad, it's not for everyone. It's for that specific group of people. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So overall then, when we're talking about the code of ethics and say social responsibility and things like that, so as an overall like idea, it really seems like it varies from company to company, organizations that they're representing and moral character. So it seems like when a lot of people have problems with advertising agencies because of various reasons like the objectification of women in a Carl's Jr. commercial, it seems like what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but it seems like it's more of a case-by-case basis and they can't attack advertising with a single stroke and generalize all of advertising because it really varies with their own personal character. It, it does. And here's the issue that I think we need to discuss, quite honestly, is the fact that there is a status quo established. Um, and the representation of the advertising industry in the public's eye is very negative, especially after the show Mad Men. Oh, yeah. It sensationalized this industry. And yes, it did used to be a good old boys club. However, now... It's changing. I mean, for example, look at myself. I am a five foot three and one quarter woman. I am not a skinny model and I come from a very minority background. I'm part Hawaiian and I have Hispanic ancestry. According to the Madman ad formula, I have no business being in this industry, Mm. yet I'm still going for it because there needs to be change. And thankfully, our school is producing people who want to make that change. And the industry is looking at all of the consequences they've caused. And they're starting to reevaluate. It's not going to happen overnight. This whole objectification of women didn't happen overnight. This whole mass consumption that led to pollution didn't happen overnight. It's going to take time. So... To answer your question about morals, it is a case-by-case basis, which is why we as advertising professionals going out into the world have to make sure we reevaluate ourselves. Yes, we are kind of sort of bound by these ethics, but those are communication laws. Those are plagiarism laws. At the end of the day, you're the person who ultimately decides what goes in, what goes out. And there's other factors too. But if you wouldn't feel comfortable showing this to your grandmother or your five-year-old niece, you need to ask yourself, why am I trying to sell this to somebody else? That is perfect. I completely agree. And first, I really wanted to thank you for coming on and shedding a lot of light about advertising and showing that they're not all a bunch of bad guys, right? No, I'm actually a very nice person, I promise. Just just come talk to me I swear hopefully in the future we can have a longer conversation about advertising as a whole maybe 
make this as a series or something like that. I would love that. And thank you so much for having me on. It was really fun. My pleasure. And if anybody has any questions, comments, or concerns about anything we've talked about, please list them in the comments. Again, my name is Zach Moss. I am uh, the opinion editor for The Daily Emerald. You can follow me at ZachMoss6 on Twitter. And I'm Emily Garcia, senior designer at The Emerald. And you can follow me on Twitter at Emily underscore Calais, K-A-L-E-I. Great. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks.